Welcome back to the Beyond the Field podcast. I'm Ethan Nasiwa and I'm joined by co-host and in the hot seat today, Kay Malstrom. How are you, mate? So, mate, good, good. Cool. Today, we're just going to touch on term deposits and what they are and where they're at in this current climate. Obviously, you know, a lot of people out there would have um, put money in term deposits um, throughout the years, um, sometimes returning really good rates. Um, but in this day and age, you know, firstly, Kane in the hot seat, you know, how, how are they looking and what is the, I guess, um, outlook on them at the moment? I suppose, and to break it down, a term deposit is literally um, uh, giving money uh, to the bank to lock it in at a savings interest rate. So you're guaranteed the return um, of what it is locked in at. You can lock them in at um, 90 days, six months, nine months, one year, right up to five years. And what that means is that you're guaranteed that return for that period of time. Now, if you want to access that money in that time, you have to break it, uh, just like a mortgage, um, which does cost you. So uh, it does lock you in. It does solidify your return, but there are some parameters around it. Can I just come in here? Um, so, for instance, I might have um, $10,000. Um, say I fix it for 90 days. If I want that after 27 days, can yeah. I get that money? You can. You've got to break it, though. And what that means is that the bank will calculate what the break cost is and it will be determined on what you've locked in at the interest rate for and the period of time remaining. It's the same as breaking a mortgage. Because, not getting too detailed, but when you lock in a term deposit for a period of time, that bank uses that money to loan out to someone else uh, what's inside that banking or in that financial institution. So it is, um, it has been very, they have been very popular in the past, but I'm looking at some data right now. And the average one year fixed, uh, average one year interest rate for the last 10 years has been 3.88%. As of April 2020, that returning is 2.3%. 2.3%. So gone are the days of term deposits earning 8.5%. Maybe it's just showing my age. Absolutely, completely. And uh, I'm Issa, I'm sure you've had a few TDs as well and, and what they're returning. But performance-wise, um, they're not great at the moment, and they actually haven't been for a while. Um, they are coming a lot less favourable for um, people inside banks, people using, um, obviously, banks for, for savings. And there are other, other avenues you can do. Um, you can use savings accounts and savings calls accounts to get that extra interest um, and what it's returning. But what term deposits do is it, it does solidify your return. So where to next in this current climate for term deposits? Mate, so we, when you're looking at a client's situation, I mean, if they have a mortgage, let's say you've got 100K and you put it in a term deposit for one year and it's going to return you 2.3%. Don't forget, you get secondary tax on that. If you have a mortgage of 100 grand and you're paying 3.05% on that mortgage, would you not be better off to offset that mortgage debt rather than lock in at a term deposit rate of 2.3. You're essentially losing money. And, and I think people out there that um, think they're going to lock in that 100 grand at 
they think they're getting that money at the end of this term. They completely forget about being taxed on that also. Absolutely. So returns aren't great. Um, obviously, with COVID, um, there's a lot of speculation around how safe banks are and what's going on. So people are getting wary. Um, and two, flexibility is key. So, you know, locking yourself in um, for a period of time, you need that money, it's going to cost you. So, you know, in this current climate, flexibility is what you need. You, you need to be able to access it when you can. If you do have debt, we always suggest to create a revolving credit and just offset it because you're actually um, uh, saving yourself money on that because of interest rates on mortgages. And, you know, you can access it at any time. I suppose the um, thing you take into account when you're, say, investing in properties also, uh, the capital gains of, that you're earning across a year, um, uh, your asset is going up at the same time. Absolutely. So if we're going back to the averages um, on um, term deposits, you know, if you're looking at the, the last 10-year average for a five-year term deposit has been 4.69%, right? At present, April 2020, that five-year term deposit is 2.25. Yeah. You had 100 grand to use as a deposit to put into a property. I mean, on average, in the last 10 years, those properties have been performing at 10% on average in Auckland. And that may drop down, but you'll still be looking at above the 2.25 over 10 years. So any type of investments long-term, uh, you know you'll bounce back off. But it's just being smart on how you actually um, uh, invest that money. Absolutely. And I think that's just uh, always key to the, to the listeners out there is before you, you do anything, get some good quality advice, you know, talk to a broker, get a plan in place before, you know, locking funds in and then having to recall on them, um, get break costs, etc. So it's always uh, smart to get in touch and get some advice. I think lastly, just for the listeners to remember is that this is our personal opinion and this is very generic. This does not suit everybody. So uh, a client, um, Client A might be completely different to client B, and client B may suit a term deposit. So we're not saying yes or no. We're just giving some clarity around what a term deposit is and what um, else can be done in this current climate. Brilliant. Uh, thanks for your expertise and advice. Again, Kane Wallstrom. Um, I'm Ethan Asir. This is Beyond the Field podcast. Stay tuned for more educational pieces um, in the coming days and weeks, as usual. Stay safe. <laughs>